What's up, everybody? Uh, before we get into this episode uh, featuring Mike Rogers of Born Beneath, uh, I want to happily announce that this episode is sponsored by Podcorn. Now, Podcorn is a service that I personally use to pick up sponsorships just like this one for the throne. And uh, this is actually my first uh, legit sponsorship that I got. Um, and I'm really excited to be here. Uh, it's been a long time coming, I feel like. And uh, if you don't know what Podcorn is already, Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host reads just like this one you have interview segments topical discussions and many more options as far as sponsorship opportunities go now with podcorn there's no middleman podcasters of any size just like this one can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform set their own rates and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities you don't give up any rights to your podcast or your audio files or anything like that uh, and you get to support your craft and do it in a way that you know you get to decide how much you want to charge for your ad spots and stuff and you can work your way up and as you get bigger and your brand expands you can go ahead and charge accordingly <laughs> now uh, the marketplace mission for podcorn is to give podcasters transparency creative freedom and full control of how and when they monetize their show now i'm really satisfied uh, with podcorn and uh if you have a podcast like this one and you want to try and monetize it and get into that space into the business aspect of it i highly suggest you check out podcorn and click the link in my show notes to sign up for podcorn and start browsing your sponsorship opportunities now big shout out to podcorn i appreciate it let's go ahead and get into this episode episode 90 we're almost at 100 the the 10 episode countdown begins and um i just want to start the show off real quick uh shout out to unoyatheband.com if you want to listen to our eps check out our tour dates or anything like that unoyatheband.com make sure you like us on facebook and follow us on instagram unoyatheband all that uh and a quick shout out to xl drumsticks for hooking me up with my signature stick uh it uh, it's a pretty cool having your own stick. It has my name on it, and uh, if you want to buy a pair, just come hang out with uh with me after a show, and uh, I have those on deck, especially this uh about like two weeks from now, Kryptonite Metal Festival, February fifteenth. I'll have those there. Make sure you come out and support. It's gonna be a crazy lineup. 
with all that said, let's go ahead and get into this episode. Today I'm joined by Mike Rogers, bassist of Born Beneath. What's going on? What's going on, JC? How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Hanging in there. Um, you know, we're on the eve, or I guess on the day after of some some tragic news. Yes, sir. But um, we're we're still pushing on. Just a quick uh, little shout out to Kobe Bryant and uh, his wife and his family. Prayers, yeah, prayers absolutely. to them. Absolutely, absolutely. Any fan of sports, you know, is gonna be impacted by someone like that is is a crazy loss um and you know i don't want to let that take away from this conversation here or anything like that i just wanted to acknowledge that and say that uh my thoughts are, are with his family right now me as well me yeah, as well terrible but uh let's go get right into it man this is the the second time that you join me here on the throne and uh the first time was a hit like people love the stories. I mean, you had a couple car chase stories and shit like that that I had never fucking heard. And uh, I, you said you had more and more stories to get on the show, so I had to have you back on. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you like that story, I got a bunch more. <laughs> so let me let me ask you how this all started. Like back in the day, was it just easier to? To do stuff like that, run away from the cops and shit like that, like it was definitely easier crazy. because because I mean you would have to run from the radio because we say the radio because they're on the radio, but there wasn't really like helicopters flying around all the time, and they're you know with the radios that they had at the time and the trying chases they couldn't it wasn't what it's hard to explain because we had what we did was we built routes all through Cutler Ridge. We had these places. We had this place, Vietnam, which I told you in the last episode that that was our place that we would duck around. We'd take, take two corners and hit this little we, – we'd cut out these bushes and make these trails. So we'd dump into the trail, and then the cops would just go straight past. They wouldn't see us. So then we started making other ones. We made another one. We used to call Toby Tracks. We built a – we used to race BMX, and we built a little dirt racetrack inside the woods over by a farmer's field. Uh-huh. And we also cut a little – hole out in the bushes so we can bring our cars in there what so this the is a, fuck so we had these little routes that we could you know if the cops were chasing us then we had these routes we can get in as long as we beat around the corner before, before they come around the corner and they don't and see you that, cutting to the bush they won't see us cutting the bush then we're good to go so it started becoming a hobby <laughs> you, you running away from the cops started becoming a hobby yeah well it started when I was like 12 years old on BMX we used to race BMX I used to race at Boys Town uh, you know, I was racing BMX. All, all all we did when we were kids growing up in Cutler Ridge is we rode BMX. Mm-hmm. We rode BMX and we did bad things, you know, a little bit of vandalism and stuff like that. So, you know, in the beginning of the days, you know, we were like 10, 11, 12 years old. We used to steal these elephant turds. You know what an elephant turd is? Well, it's elephant shit or? No. <laughs> it's <laughs> like people put it? on the curbs and on the from the street right on their grass. There's this little white little oval. The stone? They're like a stone thing, but we call them elephant turds. They're like, uh, you know, they're round and they're like half. Is it to stop uh, cars from people parking from like on their pu- shit? like pulling into the grass or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I've seen those, yeah. So we used to steal them as kids, and we go and we throw them at mailboxes. What on, the on fuck? bikes? You know, <laughs> like you just get a fucking uh, a head start and just you chuck it into no, a mailbox. No, yeah, you just you grab one, you're riding your bike, and you come to a mailbox and you just throw it at the mailbox, and it just completely destroys it. Holy Which is, shit! You know it's bad. I know I was a bad, I was a bad kid. <laughs> How old were you? Right, you said twelve. I was probably twelve. Twelve years old. What made you want to like 
pick up the stone and chuck it out of mailbox. Like, it's just, where we, does that we heard it from, from somebody else or mother friends, and we're like, hey, that sounds pretty cool. Let's do it. So yeah, we used to we used to vandalize a little bit, but okay. not terribly. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't hurt cars and stuff like that. Mailboxes were the, was our main thing. Mailboxes were fair game. Yeah, still it's not cool, but <laughs> not cool now. But it was you know back then I thought it was cool. So anyway, oh, so cops they you know people would call the cops and the cops would chase us and we'd run on BMX. We'd, You've had people like see you bust their mailbox. Well, they'll hear it and then we go down. We do like ten, twelve. You know, I'd have how do you my, have so many stones? Well, I got all my friends with me. You got 10, 12 people with so me. So y'all so just going like in a line of fucking <laughs> mailboxes <laughs> yes. up, dude, like a conga line. Yes, pretty much like a conga just line. Just chucking fucking stones. So that's our, crazy. You know, dumbasses, and you know, then they would call the cops, and finally the cops would chase us, <laughs> and we would always just run through yards, and we also had little routes. You know, this is how I started learning it from riding bikes first, running from cops. So then when I turned sixteen and got my car, that's a whole new story. Well, what was your first car? My first car was the uh, the worst. My dad gave it was, my first car was a, a Mustang. My dad gave me and it had a turbo in it. It's a nineteen. I don't know what it was. I mean, it was a 1980, 1981 Mustang, but it barely ran. My dad gave it to me as a piece of crap. So I drove that for a little bit and it broke down. I was done. So then I, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you how I got the money, but then I I, I got enough money to get this Nissan Pulsar, which is the worst car in the world. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I I feel embarrassed even saying it. So I had What's that. What's it called? A Nissan Pulsar. A, a Nissan Pulsar. Dude. I want to look that up. I want to see what it that up. looks it's like. It's the ugliest, stupid, stupid car you could ever see. Do you know? Do you know what year? Ah, uh, it has to be in the eighties too. I Was mean, it an NX or a probably, GTI? No, NX. I think. Let's look. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this one right here. I know this car. Yes, oh, there that, goes that, that bottle. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Wow. A fucking my, little coupe, yeah, little hatchback, yeah, piece of crap. Wow. So, so I didn't run from cops on that car. Then <laughs> this, but after I got my money, no, I never would no. Not I, would, I would never even. I would no. Hell no. I would okay, never even think about it. Think I think only go like eighty, maybe sixty, seventy miles an hour. So then wow. I got my Mustang, my first Mustang I bought. It was a gray five Mustang. And Fuck. Hemi. Uh, no Hemi on it. No. Okay, okay. It was a nineteen eighty five, straight 5.0. And as soon as I got that, my friend at the same time, he had a, a BMW, which was a story in that last last episode I talked about. We ran from cops. That's how we started doing it. We started, you know, we had that one time where, you know, he made that left turn. I slid sideways because the Mustang, it doesn't handle like a BMW. <laughs> BMW takes a turn like, doop, like tight. Yeah. Mustang, I'm sliding, you know, I shift down a second, low, boosh, slide sideways, you know, kind of drift. So that's the one time when the cop, I'm drifting sideways and the cop's looking right at me and I'm staring at him going sideways and then that's when we went through Vietnam that, that last time. That's fucking crazy. So then after we did that, we said, well, this is kind of fun. So then... That was the first chase? That was my first chase. Holy shit. And then shit. we realized, hey, we can do this. And that's when we started making <laughs> other, other, I call them dip points. Okay. So we had little dip points everywhere in, in Color Ridge, and, and so we knew where to go. So me and my buddy would always follow each other, and, and that's what we did. So we, sometimes we'd take acid, and we'd fly by cops, and cops would turn around and chase us, and then we'd go and do our dip spots. And sometimes he'd go this way, and I'd go the other way, and we'd split up, and we'd hit different dip spots, and then we'd meet in a, in a place that we, want, you know, that we had a place to meet. And uh, we did that, like, I don't know, like... A lot. We did like probably eight or nine times. So can you get into, um, I mean, some of the reasons why you had to 
make these daring escapes at all? Oh, because we wanted to. We would fly by a cop. Oh, you would just initiate a chase? Yes. yes. While, you, while you were on acid? Sometimes. Well, okay, so <laughs> I've only dropped it once. There, I think twice, but the second time it was like a half dose, something like that. But yeah, yeah. I couldn't, I wouldn't even dream about driving, dude. What the fuck? And especially back then, it was like crazy more potent. Or it was whatever, the paper acid. Hear. Yeah, it was. No, it was. You know, it had a lot of strychnine in it. I mean, I don't recommend it for anybody, but <laughs> but yeah. But then we, st- you know, started getting the gel tabs, were a lot more cleaner. And but yeah, we would. I wouldn't do it all the time. I mean, if I ran, I said what nine times. I think nine times I ran from the cops. Maybe three of them I was tripping on acid. That's fucking crazy. The other times I was, what was, I was the drive like when you're doing that? Like, get, take me through one of those drives where you're, on, and, and you did it on purpose on all three times, just well, ran by them. On the, not on the, on acid. No, not all three times. <laughs> <laughs> one time because yes, we were hanging out at this little spot, and the cops were were tripping acid, and we had a blanket out, and my guitar player was playing his guitar, and I'm just chilling, and we're just tripping, hanging out, and I'm just you know not bothering anybody kind of in this wood, little wood area in the farmer's field, and the cops came pulling in. So, of course, we jump up. He fucking throws a guitar in, the, in his BMW, and again, he had his BMW in my Mustang. He jumps in his BMW, and he hauls ass, and I get my Mustang, and we hauls, and haul ass, and then the cops start fucking coming right behind us. And we're going over, like, mogul mud bumps and shit, and, you know, we're in fucking a BMW and a Mustang, and we're, like, doing four-wheel driving. What boom, the fuck? Boom, hitting air and jumping and flying sideways, and boom, boom, boom. And the cop couldn't even think about keeping up with us. We were gone. Because we were tripping so hard, dude. I was flying. I didn't give a shit. I felt like I was in a bubble in a tube. Just like I had no, you know. Did you like get close to hitting a tree or did you? I mean, how bad were your car I never, I never up. hit a tree or wrecked ever. Ever? Running from the cops. That's fucking crazy. And I ran through. Like when you're coming to an intersection and there's cars going each way and it's a red light, you have to calculate. You got to see where the car's coming this way and that way. And if you can't calculate, you can't find that hole, then you have to abort because I don't want to hurt anybody else. So you, you have to, if you see that calculation, you know this car's coming, it's going to go past just a little bit, and the other one's going to get there, and you can make that hole, then you fucking do it. You commit. You have to commit. You can't not You can't commit. hesitate. If you hesitate, then you're going to hurt somebody else and hurt yeah. yourself. So I would do that. And if I couldn't, I would absolutely slam it down a second, do a whole shot, do a 180, and come back the other way. And then the cop would fucking, what the hell's going on? And you'd have to do a 180. By that time, I'd go to my other dip spot, and I'd jump in there, and I'd hide out, and he'd drive by, and I wouldn't see him again. So when you say you cut a 180, like, you, you go the wrong way of the street? No, no, I, I, I 180, and I go back going the right way, the, gotcha, opposite, gotcha, way, the gotcha. opposite way. Yeah, what yeah. would you do if it was, I mean, if there's traffic in the left lanes? Like, there, it's a red light, and you just got people waiting for the green light. I mean, has that ever happened to you? Yeah, I had to hit the sidewalk a couple times. Oh, man, you just hit the curb? <laughs> I had to jump the Fuck. curb. Fuck. <laughs> No, you're good. You're good. Uh, I had to jump the curb, and uh, thank God I never blew out my tires. Because I would leave my tires a little deflated. Uh-huh. Just for that? Just, yeah. Because it sticks better, and also yeah. if you're going to hit a curb. But, you know, also I had some tough rims. So, yeah, I have good rims. Damn, I never thought. Uh, but I went through rims a lot. I went through a lot of rims. <laughs> I mean, when you when you got out of the the wooded area and stuff, where was your car all muddied up and got leaves on it and shit? Like yeah, where you yeah. ran it through and bushes right and shit. Go right to the car wash. Go right to the car wash. Wash it and everything. Yeah, but it it, it gets scraped up. Uh, you know, my my Mustang. I we'll get to another story. My I had shotgun shotgun blast on the side of my Mustang. Shotgun blast. Yeah, that's a that's a story that's. On yeah, I remember. Too. You know, you mentioned uh, when we were having the kryptonite meeting that you had been shot and shot at. Well, I'd been shot. I'd been shot at, and I'd been stabbed, and I'd been stabbed and left for dead. 
And a friend of mine got shot Why I got stabbed And he died And I lived What the fuck So that's Yeah that's a That's a, that's a How crazy old were you? story Whew, I was 20 22 23 So 20 Early 20s And you got early into a, a predicament where You were stabbed And left to die and I was you at had a, a friend's friend. house and, and these guys came in To rob him And we were just sitting there Playing video games And they shot him. They stabbed me in the chest right here. And uh, they took his boat, tied us up, took his boat, and dropped us in the Everglades. And I was able to get out of my restraints. And I looked over. My buddy was laying there, and he was already passed away. So I started walking down the dirt road. I didn't know where the hell I was at or anything like that. And I saw headlights coming towards me, and I freaked out. I thought they were coming back you know, like to finish the job. So I jumped in the, in the mud, little swamp grass, and was looking. And I saw and it was a truck. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I was like, some hillbilly truck, and I'm like, I gotta do something, man. You know, I don't think it's these guys. I don't know who these guys were because they were wearing masks when they jumped in. I don't, you know, broke into the house. I mean, everything's going a little quick. So uh, you you were at his house in Cutler Bay. I, I was at his house in Cutler Bay. It was a it was a apartment complex. So you're on the first it, floor, second floor. Or on the second floor. How the fuck? Why do you? And it was, you never found out why they picked that apartment. They robbed apartments? my friend because my friend was. Slinging a, a some dealer? weed, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he was known to sell weed, dabble in that in that market, and so mm-hmm. I guess that put a, that kind of put the target on you. Okay, so they bust in. Well, they were robbing all over the place in my. Uh, everybody that was selling well, weed. That was a bad robbing. time to live in Miami, right in the eighties, early mid eighties. Everybody, everybody, anybody that was selling weed that had enough that was selling enough weed that had enough money. People come in and rob you. So when they bust in, they didn't even say anything to you? They just shot nothing. your friend? I had no idea. I, had, I was just playing Nintendo. <laughs> Looked over, they busted in, and they, boom, they shot my friend, and they grabbed me, and they stabbed me right here in the chest, tied me up, took all the shit, and took us both, threw us in the back of this, I, I don't, so I don't even know what car it was, because, I mean, they, they, they blindfolded us and everything. I mean, they just tied us up, blindfolded me, and threw me in the back of something, and just dropped me off somewhere in the Everglades somewhere. Had no idea. So when you're... When you're in the back of this car, what's going through your head? I'm gonna die. And you, and you never it. thought, is there maybe I can get out of this or? No, hell no, I couldn't. My hands were tied behind my back. I was tied up. I was in the trunk. I guess it was a trunk of a car or right. the back of a bed. With you know, I, I don't know exactly. There was no room. I mean, I was stuck. We were tied up. I mean, we were hog tied. So there was no way to really move or even feel where I was or. I couldn't see. I was blindfolded. Did you no still idea. feel the pain of the stab wound? Yeah, like, man. You, I was like, I'm thinking I'm going to die. Yeah, I got a scar right here. I, 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 Yeah, I figured I was going to die, and I kept yelling at my buddy, and, and he wasn't responding at all. So I'm thinking, I don't know what the hell is going on. And, and yeah, and then all of a sudden I felt I got pulled up, and I, boom, I got pulled out, and I just felt I hit the ground, and I rolled over a little bit, and I heard a car take off, and that was it. And then I sat there, and I kept squirming and squirming and squirming, and Finally got my one hand out, and I was able to, you know, get the rest of the shit untied off me, and it was... It was so when you take like the a, blindfold off, what do you see? I see nothing but darkness, because it was, it was in it was the middle night. of the night. Yeah, it was like 2 a.m. in the morning, something like that. It was completely pitch dark. You're out somewhere in the Everglades. I don't know where I was at the time, and I couldn't see shit. So, you know, especially being blindfolded for so long, you know, even you open it up, it's still... I just... I still felt like I was blindfolded. But then I kind of got a little glimpse, and then I felt my friend there, and and I tried. I checked, and he was dead. So I said, I got to try and get help, you know. And so I, I I looked at my chest, and I was bleeding, but I, I I didn't feel a lot of pain, 
you know, it, it just it hurt a little bit. It hurt like if you know you cut yourself, you know. It didn't. I didn't feel like I didn't. It didn't punch in my lung or anything. Thank God, you know. Right. It came right here and it just kind of slid in sideways, so it just got me in the muscle. So I got lucky and uh, then so this. Anyways, this truck's coming. Pull, starts pulling up and I jump out. I said, "Hey, hey, help, help, help!" And he pulls up and it's some hillbilly redneck getting out there, getting ready to go hunting in the morning. Yeah, he's got shotguns in the back of his window and shit. I said, dude, man, me and my buddy, I don't know what happened, man, but my buddy, I think he's dead. So he he helped me grab my buddy, put him in the back of his pickup, and we went to the hospital, got to the hospital, and and my buddy was pronounced dead, and they just cleaned me up, stitched me up, and I I walked away, and they asked me. I I didn't know who did it. You didn't didn't know what they looked like. I had to. Yeah, I had to do a whole investigation, but I didn't know what they looked like. I didn't know anything they were completely covered from black from head to toe i mean and it completely was a, covered. it was always a cold case you never got the call back never like they nothing. found these guys or anything like never, never got called to testify ne- no because the cops didn't give a shit back then when i got shot the cops told me i was in the wrong place at the wrong time okay well that's, that's a, different a whole different story, story. i'm just saying story. but the cops yeah, yeah, but didn't terrible. give a crap about listen I, I respect the police they they have a hard job but they have never helped me ever in my life they've only made my life worse and that's just that's, the honest truth. But I respect terrible. them. I respect their job. I respect what they do because it's, that's got to be one of the absolutely toughest jobs in the world. But, you know, just for me, they never, I never got any help from them. All I got was you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. You're just this or that. But, you know, I was a bad kid too. But, see, I never got caught for the bad things I did. Right. <laughs> so the I police only, are awful at their jobs. They're only there to fucking exacerbate the issues you're going through. I imagine. In your situations anyway. In my situations because, you know, they knew where I was growing up and they knew – that what kind of I guess what I was doing, but I mean, I don't know. Just I never they never helped me. Do you feel like they kind of treat people of certain areas or from a lower class a certain way? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they. I mean, they don't want to spend the paperwork. They don't want to spend the time for some because they don't. I mean, like for this thing that happened. I mean, it was it was a random. And again, you know, they they found out, you know, it was a drug invasion and this and that. And, right, right. And then again, same thing. I'm like, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. They really didn't give a crap about me or didn't give a shit about my friend. So that never got that that case never got solved. It's still that, open to this day. And that's I crazy. Probably shouldn't talk about it, but I don't care. No, I mean, at this point, it's probably something that'll never get solved. I mean, who knows if the no, two guys are care. even still alive at this point? You know. I have no idea who yeah, did I don't it. Think I wish knows. I did because if I knew who did it, I would go out and kill them myself, but I don't know. So Yeah, I mean it's one of those things yeah, I can't I can't imagine. I mean the the only time where I've had that kind of feeling like, okay, I have no control over this, I might die is when I got robbed at gunpoint. You know. There you go. Because that's 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 then you know exactly how it feels. Because when you got a gunpoint at your head and you're getting robbed because that's happened to me as well, and it's it's the scariest thing in the world. It really is. You don't know what to do. What's your reaction? You know, no, yeah. Do? I mean, in the moment, my my immediate reaction, you know, I was working at a gas station, you know, so I was behind the register. That's what he wanted. He wanted oh, so the money he, in the oh, register. Wow. So this is yeah, this is armed robbery in a yeah in a store. In a gas store. Station. Yeah. So he wow. comes in. He well, this is fun. Did I tell you the story the last time? I, no, he didn't tell me this one. No. So okay, I'm working there. I'm I think 19 years old. I was already in the band at this point. You know. And it's getting towards the uh, the end of a shift. I get off at 11. It's like 1045-ish. So I'm starting to count the register to, uh, you know, make the cash drops and stuff, get rid of uh, most of the money. Gotcha. And then, um, you know, and also, you know, getting ready to get the fuck out of there. You know, like I said, 15 minutes till I'm off. So I'm just waiting for the next guy to show up. And then um, 
I'm sitting there on my phone and I see this dude walk into the the store and he has like a a cover over his face like to his nose, you know, it's but like, like his eyes are showing. Yeah, yeah kind of like, like a, a yeah, bandana yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing, but it didn't have like it just looked it was a black, mm-hmm. just plain black uh cloth type thing. So it was around like November, so Halloween had just passed. So this dude walks in with this thing covering just his uh his nose and mouth and I'm thinking like first thought that came to my mind was why is this guy dressed like a ninja? You know, he had a hood on. He had a hood on and a thing covering his nose and mouth. So I'm like, okay, this guy's dressed like a ninja. Okay, interesting. And um, he he walks in, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then he uh, pulls the gun out, and he's like, hey, I'm robbing you. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, that was co- that escalated real quick. So first, I didn't even ask no questions. I was like, ching, open the register, Why and just started handing out the money. money. Yeah. Hell yeah, just started handing that shit out with the quickness, bro. And then he was wow. like, he said faster. He yelled, I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know how much faster you want me to do this, bro. That's all I got. And then he just, at some point, he was satisfied and he left. And um, wow. seeing the security video after was was surreal. Like, you just see yourself there, like, you know, on the video. It's, it's, it's different. It's like an out-of-body experience almost. Yeah, I can't. That That's never happened to me. It's, I can't imagine that. I mean, you're working in a store and somebody comes in like that. Yeah, that's that's uh, what do you do? I don't, you know, it's it's that's when things like that happen. Your 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 best instincts better be your best instincts. What you're gonna do next? Because your next move can be your last move, or it could be the best move. You know, you could you could save yourself, and I think you did the right thing. Give them the money here. Yeah, yeah. No, Take I'm not it. asking any questions. Why? No, or are you sure? The police? No, fuck that. Take the money and get out. Like, yeah. just get out as soon as possible. That was my main thing was to get him out as soon as possible. And it was, honestly, it was over real quick. It was maybe 30, 45 seconds and he was out the door. And uh, I think he'd done that before because when he walked in the door, he had a gas canister. And he... uh he put the gas canister in between the door so the door wouldn't close. Oh, uh, so it couldn't lock them in, maybe? I guess. But who the fuck is trying to lock themselves in a store with an armed robber? <laughs> not if you don't have a gun, no. No, of course not. It makes no sense. So No way. <laughs> uh, that was definitely something he did not have to worry about because I'm not locking that fucking door with you in the store. Like, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. If anything, I lock it when you leave. But when he leaves, he took the gas canister with him. So, yeah, I could tell he'd done it before, but I don't know. Like, who's trying to get locked in the store? Or who's trying to lock somebody in the store with them when they're the ones that are armed and, you know, all they got to do is kill you and then go push the button and then they're gone. I know a lot of jewelry stores do it, but the owners carry the gun packed. as well. They're always packed. Oh, of course. They, they got, yeah, they got a gun too. But yeah, if you ain't got a gun, I'm like, dude, you don't have to worry about locking that door. <laughs> yeah. You're out. Go, man. Go Get ahead. the hell out of here. So yeah. that was a story where you got stabbed and unfortunately you dealt with yeah. a friend of yours. I death, didn't have but... a choice. Yeah. It was, there was no choice for me to, there was no leaving the open door or anything. It was, it was, you know, I, how, why I lived, I don't know. I, I don't know, but you know, it's it's it, it haunts me every day. Did you? I was going to ask you that. Did you deal with survivor's guilt? And that's like a term. I don't know if that's an oh, old term. Oh, my whole life. My whole life. From that incident. From one of them. Right. I've lost more friends than that. In situations <laughs> like that. Close to that, yeah. Is that where you got shot? I got shot, but I didn't lose a friend. I, my other friend got shot too. Um, we, we, we can Do you want to talk into one of those stories? Did you, you want to, yeah. You've only been shot one time? I've only been shot one time. I've been shot at Thank a God. bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got hit, I, got, I got hit right here in my side of my thigh, and it came out the other side of my thigh. It so it didn't hit shot. bone or anything? It didn't was just hit bone. All it missed my artery. It missed my femur. Fucking hell. So I got lucky. So I walked away from it. That I went to the hospital, and I walked away that night. And my buddy that was with me, 
I got shot. He got shit, shot in the ass, but it also went to the side of his ass and came out the other side of his ass, just above his his tailbone, his cheeks. I mean, below his tailbone. So it went through his cheeks. It went through his cheeks. Oh my god! It went so we both clean got through both sides. Yeah, we. Both so he got had lucky. four wounds. Well, no, yeah, too. No, no, it went through just one one cheek, and it it, just, it skimmed right through, like almost like so, a piercing through one butt cheek. Ah, okay, okay, okay. You so know? it was and under the piercing. crack, but above the tailbone. That's yeah. such a that's such a small area. It's crazy that it passed through that. Yeah, well, he did. I mean, that I'll I'll tell that story. I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but that's fine. So this was a story that yeah, I was at the bar one night. It's called Saga Lounge, where I grew up, Saga Bay, and the Saga Lounge has been there forever. And it's, it's still it's there. A, no, well, it's it's still there, but it's not Saga Lounge anymore. It changed. Now it's actually a legitimate restaurant. This was a gotcha. dive bar, crazy, you know, bikers, crazy <laughs> motherfuckers. I mean, a little party it's a place scene. that you don't, like, normal people won't stop in there. You know, if you're not, like, a local, yeah, sure. If you're not local and, you you know, people don't kind of know you, that you're not going in there because you're going to get your ass beat. So I was local. I mean, I grew up, raised, born and raised there, so... Everything was fine. It was one night I was out. I think I was about 22, 23, just after my last, that one episode. <clears throat> and I was hanging out with my buddies, and we're all hanging out, we're drinking, and I'm getting hammered. And there's this guy across the bar from me, and he keeps staring at me. And I'm like, I'm looking at him, like, what the fuck are you looking at? You know, I didn't say <laughs> anything, but I'm just look, giving him that look, like, yeah. why do you keep looking at me? So, anyways, it got like late at night. All my friends started leaving. So, hey, man, I'll see you guys a little bit because we lived right in Saga Bay, which is right around the corner. So I said, oh, dude, I'm going to stay for another drink, and then I'll, you know, I'll meet you guys back at our house. And uh, so finally I had another drink, whatever, and I, I walked out. That guy was gone. So I walked out. My only other buddy, Keith, was there. He was playing pool. I said, Keith, man, I'm going to get out, man. Meet me at the house later. He said, all right, cool. So I walk out the front door, and six guys jump me and just beat the shit out of me. What the fuck? I mean, pounding. I'm talking just just non-stop pounding, 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 pounding. But I never fell down. I never got on my knees. I just blocked up and just took the hits. And then finally, I'm like... They jumped you while you were standing up? They, 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 they jumped me while I was walking out. But, but they, you never fell? I didn't. never fell to That's the ground. crazy. No. And six big guys, How too. does someone jump you and you don't fall? That's some well, savage you shit. Stand, you stand your ground and you, and you do a big kind of ball. You hold yourself. <laughs> But anyway, so, but thank, I mean, I would have been on the ground if it wasn't for my buddy Keith, because he was playing uh -huh. pool, and he saw the, he, was looking, he looked out the window, and he saw these guys jumping me, so he comes out, and this is a badass motherfucker. Uh -huh. This guy is like, fucking, he does triple roundhouses, I mean, he's a black belt, fucking taekwondo, karate guy. So I he mean, was waiting for this he, moment. No, he was, yeah. <laughs> he was he saved, itching. He saved my life. I mean, he came flying out the door, and I, I couldn't barely see now, because my eyes are swollen shut, I mean, face is all beat up, I can barely see, and, uh. He comes running out the door, and I'm looking like out of my one little slot of high I got, <laughs> and he's jumping over cars and just taking all these guys out. He took all six guys off me. What? All six. Fuck? One guy took all six off me, Keith Coleman. And the, after that, you know, these guys are laying on the ground, and I look, and I'm trying to look. I see one guy get up, and he runs to his car, and I said, "He's getting." I the know gun. what that motherfucker is doing. He's yeah, I can barely gun. see, but I know that guy's. So as soon as he got, oh, geez, as soon as no, he got good. to the car, as soon as he got to the car. I looked at Keith. I said, Keith, he's getting a gun. And before I even said, finished saying gun, ba 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 ba. It was that fast. It was not even. It was. So I turned. Well, I turned. How to, many I shots? turned to the right. Well, I you think, he, I think he shot six. I think he shot six because I think it was a revolver. Because later on, the cops said they didn't find any shells. I'm like, well, because he probably shot me with a 38, like a six shooter 38. You know, because uh -huh. you know shells don't fly out. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, so when I said, Keith, he's getting a gun, he started shooting. I turned to the left, and Keith, I turned to the left, and I didn't even feel it. I turned to the left. I think I got hit first. But I turned to the left, and I ran. I jumped over an eight-foot fucking wall, and I just kept I was zigzagging, diving, this and that, and just kept fucking running. Well, Keith, he decided to play Matrix, and this is before Matrix was even written. He, he dodged it like this, and that's why when he went one way, the bullet came through and hit his ass cheek. And it, it, it just, I don't he know. He fucking how, tried to dodge the he, bullet? He didn't leave. He stayed right in his stance and dodged all the other five bullets. What the I'm not fuck? lying, dude. I swear to God. This to dude this got shot at he, six times and he only got we hit got, once. Yeah, he shot at us six times. I'm sure he was shooting at me too, at this, you know, going back and oh, forth. Oh, okay, okay. That's right. You got shot. Because we were right that's next right. to each other. So I, I, but I never felt it. This no guy idea. was an awful marksman. Jesus uh, Christ. No, I mean, I, he, we, weren't, we were only not even fucking 15 feet away, dude. That guy, I mean, he. I think he shot low because he didn't really want to kill. You know, if he could have shot higher, I mean, he, he would have killed us. So I think he went low just like, I'm going to shoot him in the legs. You know, I'm going to shoot him. You know what I mean? I guess that was, I think that's that. what I think. I mean, that's you have to imagine because he's trash if he was aiming for you guys for real. I think if he was higher, I would have died because, I mean, where when I turned, it, it hit me here. If he went higher, I mean, it would have hit me. It, it, I would have gotten a gut somewhere, Yeah. you know. So I think he went low and just shot. So, I mean, we got lucky for that, but we both got hit. So, then, you know, as soon, as soon as I jumped over the eight-foot wall and I, I looked, and my buddy's not behind me. I'm like, where the fuck you go, man? Shit. And then I looked down, there's a little hole in my jean. Oh. A little hole, a perfect fucking little hole. A little, and I'm like... Oh fuck! I got shot, so I just fucking dropped right on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the shot. I just hit laid you? right there. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't get shot. I mean, sh- like not shock. I just I saw that. And I said, "Fuck it," you know. I, I'm, I got shot. I just laid. I just laid on the where, ground. Where was your boy? He was on still on the other side. Of the eight foot wall. He's he never left the spot where the guy where he's where I so started what happened running. to the other five he's guys? Been, They're all just laying on the floor still. They all they all bailed. They all got in their cars and fucking left. And then it was just me and Keith. So the ambulance came and they and I was yelling, Keith, 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 it's Keith, all right? Because I'm figuring he's dead. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's dead. He's right next to me. I got shot and I heard you know six at least six rounds shot. I'm like, I, so I kept yelling and the ambulance like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. So. Anyways, we get to the hospital, and of course, when we get to the hospital, they put us in the emergency room, and they put us right next to each other. I see Keith for the first time after the shooting. Yeah. And I said, holy shit, Keith, man, you're alive. <laughs> so he's like, and we were fucking hammered drunk. Yeah. And uh, so they first, they decided, all right, well, we're going to clean. This is, they, you know, they, they, they help you first before you got to deal with the cops. You know, they're going to make sure you're okay or whatever. First, they couldn't find my bullet. They, they saw an entry room, but they didn't see the exit room. So... But first they got Keith, and they saw it clean through, so they took this swab, and they stick it inside the bullet wound, and they just they haul it out, you know, with some kind of cleaner or whatever they'd use. And he's screaming like a little bitch. <laughs> and I look over, and I'm laughing, and I'm like, you're a little bitch. I'm laughing. And I'm like, dude, he's like, ah, he's all screaming, right? <laughs> so they get done with him, and then finally they're asking me, it's like, they're going to take me to x-rays. I'm like, I said, man, I got something's burning right here, like just underneath my my crotch, you know, back here, you know, below my nuts. I'm like, something's burning there. So they never even, and so they lifted my leg up and they saw the exit wound. So the bullet went right through. So it wasn't lodged, because they're going to take x-rays to see what, they thought the bullet was lodged in my leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they saw that and they said, oh, you're good. So they gave me the swab. Oh, man. They stuck that thing in there and I started screaming like a bitch and my buddy Keith's looking at me going, ah, (laughs) fuck you, you know it hurts. He's like fucking yelling at me. I'm like, ah. 
So, and then the cops came, and we're both drunk laughing now, because we're laughing now, because we're laughing at each other, and we're laughing that we're alive, and we survived. And, you know, That's my face incredible. is still all fucked up. Yeah. I, mean, I can barely see. And the <laughs> I co- can't even the, imagine this picture. And the cops come up to us, and they ask us, and, and they're like, you know, what happened? I said, listen, I, I know who did it, because somebody told me when I was laying on the ground, somebody, one of the you know, bar people, patrons that are there, they said, I'm not going to say his name, but they told me his name. Some drug dealer that's been around, lived in Kendall or whatever. So I didn't know the guy. So uh, anyway, so I did. So I told the cops when they finally came up. I said, "Listen, I know this guy's name. Everybody told me the witnesses said this is this guy's. You know, this is this guy. Right. I had. They even gave me his fucking address for Christ's sake. Gave me the address, everything. That's when the cops said you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And they so we didn't find any shells at the scene. So you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and nothing ever happened from it. What the fuck? Not one fucking thing happened. Well, if there's anything that I learned from that story is buy a revolver because you can never get pinned on a murder if you buy a revolver. I carry a gun every day. I'm licensed, concealed weapon, permit holder, and I carry a gun every day. Since those issues? No, no. I've had it now for 15 years. And you carry every day everywhere you go? Yeah, except you can't carry it in, in, in bars places or, or sure. in like shows or Wait, you know, stuff like that. You can't carry it in bars? Well, you, you can restaurants, but you can't sit at the bar. Because you can't be you drunk can't have while a fire have a gun? Well, they're just not at the bar. You can sit at the table right next to the bar, Yeah, and you can carry your firearm. But not at the bar? Because not you're not supposed to be inebriated while you have a gun on I you? I guess that's, that's, yeah, but yeah, you can't sit at a bar. In, you know, at the bar, you, know, you can't do that with a firearm. I did not know that. Yeah, is that something they taught you when you take the concealed? Yeah, you take, yeah, when you take the class and everything, this, they, they teach, teach you, you that? They, they give you a book, and I read the whole book and all the Florida statute laws and everything for it because you really want to learn that because also if you go out of state, every state has a different law. So, you, you know, it, you have a concealed weapons, a Florida concealed weapons permit. You go to Georgia, it changes. Yeah. You go like Baltimore, you're not supposed to, you're not, you can't have a, a concealed weapons. I think same thing in New York City. Yeah, I think New York too. Yeah, so. you're, and it's crazy. You can, like you said, you can have one from Florida and then you, you leave the state boundaries and it doesn't matter. You can get arrested in another state. Well, in Texas, you can, they, they have open, open carry. carry. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple states that have open carry. I think Alabama also has open carry. I'm not sure, but yeah, I know Texas for sure. I know Texas for sure has. Has a Oops, okay. sorry people, but yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're knocking things over here. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I've I've uh, I don't have my concealed yet. I, I kind of heard that there's this vote right now about making Florida an open carry state. Uh, that, that's never going to pass anytime soon. I but. don't believe that it won't. I think people said the same thing about the marijuana stuff and. It's getting there. It's still there. not it's completely. Getting it's getting there, but it's not completely legal. But at least now, if you get pulled over, they just you get a fine or you know a, we, um, a ticket or something. Now, I mean, we always have Republican governors, though. So I think the state leans red, and I think it's a red, or I guess issue or whatever you want to call it, to want open carry. Um, and I'm not necessarily. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about open carry right now. I have to look into it, but I wouldn't say I'm against it. I think everyone should have the right to to bear arms. But I I, I believe a concealed weapon is fine because I I really don't want to carry my gun on the outside. the The worst thing about carrying a concealed weapon or even carrying an open carry is if you get in a fight with somebody. That's the other statute law. If if you just get on a one on one fight and he doesn't have any weapon. You, you, can't, you cannot. You cannot pull your firearm out. You cannot even tell them you have a firearm right now under concealed weapons. Right, right. You can't do that. So if you get in a fight, what if he grabs your gun and he shoots you with your own gun? So it's really hard to 
you know, so you got, I, I talk my way out of most fights because I know, but if the guy pulls out a screwdriver, I'll shoot him, I'll, I'll shoot him in the legs. I mean, I'll take his leg out. I'm not, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't ever want, I don't ever want to use my firearm except for practice. Yeah. I don't ever want to pull it out and have to use it for any reason except for just training and practice. That should be everyone's mentality, I think. Because if you go into it with a hot head, you're going to end up like the that guy thing. who you shot you. You can't have a hot head, man. People get mad at, you know, upset at traffic and they get, you know, you, you got you to gotta have a stable mind to carry a gun. Yeah, and the thing is, you don't know, like, something small like, like you said at traffic, you get cut off in traffic. You you catch up to the guy, you flick him off or whatever. Yeah, that you might be dealing with somebody who's sensitive and who has issues themselves and has a gun and has a gun, <laughs> and they decide that that's the day that they snap and they shoot you because you Absolutely. got cut off in traffic. And Absolutely. even if you have a, a gun in your glove box or on you, it doesn't matter because if they get the jump on you, you're not gonna get grab. You can be able to grab and shoot back and all this, and you could uh, you know potentially have your life ended by a hothead because you know you you. you oh, know. Absolutely, it happens all the time. No, it's it not, does happen oh, all the time. I know, and and like there's a three step law where you don't have to have a concealed weapons permit. You can have a gun, but it has to be. You have to have three steps to get to it. So you keep it in the glove box is one. You lock it in the glove box, and you also keep it unloaded. You have to, you have to have three steps for you to be legally just carry a gun in your car without having concealed weapons. You can do that, but it has you have to have the law where it's three steps to get to actually lock, load it, and shoot it. You understand? So it's locked in the glove box is one. You know, so once you pull it out, then, you know, you load you gotta it. you got to put the clip, co- and then you got to cock it. And then you got to cock it. So, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's called a three-step rule. Yeah, I mean, I, I also, you know, I have uh, guns. And it was after that robbery incident at the gas station where, <laughs> you know, I was 20 years old, 19 years old at the time. So I couldn't, I looked up the laws for it, and you couldn't legally purchase a gun here in Florida anyway until you're 21. So yeah, yeah. I had to wait, but um, the week before I turned 21, I went to a, uh, excuse me, to a pawn shop, and I uh, paid for a Glock 43. Nice. In full. Just a quick little little subcompact, something I could carry yeah, yeah. Um, for when I did go go ahead and, and get the concealed weapons, because that is a, a, a plan for down the road. It's almost like getting your passport. It's like, I know I need to do it, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> you know? It's exactly like that. <laughs> so, it's exactly like that because uh, it is. But, you know, just... just oh, but you know, my, uh, what I was saying, uh, not to interrupt, but... No, go um, ahead. Yeah, uh, I, put, I, I paid for it in full the week before I turned 21, and then, the, you know, you have to wait seven business days or whatever. So the day I turned 21, I went and I picked it up, and I've been, you know, having that since then and then I got a, a nice little 12 gauge for the house that's me too yeah. I, got, I got a 12 gauge with a pistol grip it's <laughs> right on the corner of my bed you know especially when I'm not at home I, you know my wife I keep it so my wife it's home it's home protection you know it's, 100% it's, you know so yeah and, and but that's all I need I used to collect a lot of guns but then I sold I, I just carry one I carry one gun and I carry 45 Smith & Wesson and then I have the shotgun at home that I leave for my wife, just in case. You know. So what happened with the collection? What made you kind of want to get rid of that or, or ship it off or whatever? Well, I mean, I would like to collect more, but at the time I was kind of in bad times and I was broke, so I sold them. I had to sell a lot of my guns. And, and then I thought, you know, I need guitars more than guns. <laughs> <laughs> I got one gun that's a perfect, I love this gun. And, and you know, I'm like, you know, I want to invest in my music more. You know, I don't need to buy. I don't need ten guns. I, 
I don't even need an assault weapon or any of that shit. I just like to carry my firearm. That's my that's my safety. That's my whoopee. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I know a lot of people who are really into deep into collecting and stuff. I have a friend who has a, a AR-15, who's yeah. a, but it's a 22. It's like, why yeah. do you need a 22 <laughs> AR-15? It's like just cause it was 300 bucks. Why not? You know, it's like yeah. Well, it's an addiction. It it is. Yeah. I mean, it's I know a lot of people too. I have a lot of friends. They collect guns. They have all these guns. I'm like, unless you're preparing for World War Three or some apocalypse, I mean, you really don't need all these guns. And those people exist. Those people <laughs> oh, are serious see, about it too. Some people have hundreds. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, it's I just don't think anybody needs that many guns. There was a um, uh, a news article, or whatever, that I came across about. Uh, this police raid in Harlem in New York and you know how tight New York is about their gun laws and it was yeah. a raid uh, in a project building in Harlem and there was literally like an arsenal of weapons they found grenades AK-47s automatic Glocks fucking I think they found a, rock, a, a RPG like who the fuck needs an <laughs> RPG dude? they found an arsenal <laughs> in this dude's apartment <laughs> in Harlem and it's just like uh, who why I, like that's I guess you might be in the drug business or whatever but an RPG no that well no, no, <laughs> <laughs> That's Grand Theft Auto type shit, dude. I, I'm surprised. I I'm, I know they find grenades. I mean, they find all sorts of shit. People get. There's no need for all that, man. I'm fascinated by old, like stuff. You know what I mean? Like you said, you carry a Smith and Wesson 45. It's it's is it like the Colt 45 looking, like the 1911? No, no, style? It's, it's an M2. It's it's. I'm I, I don't worry. I'm not gonna. It's on safety, but. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, very, it's very a, it's small. A, it's a 10 shot. Yeah, very small. 10 shot? That, that fits 10? Yeah, with the extra clip. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so you carry, uh, well, uh, you probably don't want to talk about it, but... Um, it's it, like, it's I legal. Have, I'm legal to carry, so I, I have, can talk about it. Well, I, I just mean, you know, telling people where it is on your body and whatnot, but like, oh, you, yeah, you carry inside rear, the waist or, no, or outside? Rear, it's always called a rear holster. Okay. You keep it in the rear. You never keep it in the front. Do you, do you have it on you when you're on stage? No. Okay. Absolutely. You not. leave it in the car? No, I have a lock box in my car. Gotcha. I have a lock that locks it up. No, I, I don't keep it on. I never use it on stage. <laughs> I, never, I don't use it at practice. I, I mean, I don't use it when I go to bars. I mean, I, I keep, it, keep it. It's it on me, but I keep it locked in my truck. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I have a, a, a lock box that I built in it. So. Oh, I'll show you I'll show you my pieces after the show, man. I have yeah. a little, little gun, a uh, little collection show off there. Uh, cool, cool, I was cool. really into um, them when I was a kid, you know, like BB guns and stuff like that. Oh, I love BB guns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, airsoft, all paintball, all that. And then I remember the first time I shot a, the CO2 powered BB guns. I was yeah. like, dude, this is crazy. Is they the had like recoil and everything. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. No, I know. And then when you had the pellets, you know, instead of the BB... No, Dude, we would set up cans like like bowling pins, like in a big pyramid, you know, and then just shoot the, the soda cans down and, and yeah. look at the holes in the cans and stuff because they had the fun. metal BBs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've actually thought about um, before I could legally buy a gun, I was thinking about those uh, those airsoft guns that shoot like the triangular, yeah, like dart looking things. Mm -hmm. What are those? Are it's those for more, hunting? For, no, I mean, you could kill for, somebody with that, right? It's, I think it's more for target practice, I believe. But why, why are they pointy and metal? Like, yeah, I don't, you know I, what I mean? I, I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about, but I, I know I've seen, I've seen air guns and, and stuff that they use for target practice, and they, but they shoot, they shoot like these plastic pellets. Yeah, I know those. The, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the dart one. I mean, a dart, that's got to be for hunting or killing snakes or rats or something. <laughs> Yo, because honestly, <laughs> like, see these. Know. Look at these. Let me see. 
These right here. Oh, I see that. What the heck is that? Oh, man. Let me see if I... Like, and you can buy this legally without... You don't need a They're background called, check to buy that? Uh, 177s. 177s. And that goes in a BB a gun? A 177 That's like caliber. a pellet. It looks like a pellet, but it's got a point on it. Yeah, you know what? Wow. Is it... Air, yeah, Air Gun Depot. Air Gun Depot. So you can buy that legally. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me wow. look up a, a, a 177 cal gun. Because... Uh, that's crazy, man. Yeah, right. That's that's all you need. If somebody gets fr- right in front of you, man. You just pelt them in the face with that a couple of times, man. Gonna... Yeah, because look how small they're. Pretty small. They make them yeah, rounded like, off. They're like too. the little pellets that them... we used to get when we were kids, but they were they were rounded on both sides. They didn't have a point on them. Look like at that. that. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like that, that 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 you could definitely kill somebody with that. Yeah, or definitely hurt them. Shoot their eye out. <laughs> so look, look, these are the type of rifles that shoot them. Or, or oh look, yeah, look at this revolver, on. dude. That's crazy. A CO two powered. One seventy seven cow. One seventy seven cow. I never. I. I. I know they make them, but I never really saw it before until you looked it up right there. Yeah. And that, I mean, if you pull that out, scary, a cop's bro. gonna shoot you in a second. If you pull that out, or anybody that one hundred. Somebody pulls that out in, in, on me, and I'm gonna shoot him. That's no game, dude. Like if you carry, if you're one of these people that carries around a fake gun in the in the hopes that yeah, you'll pull that, it out on somebody and it'll, whatever, you're just gonna get shot. By somebody who has a real gun, and if you pull something yeah, like this out, cool. maybe that's against someone who doesn't have a gun, it'll do something. But if you, you're just asking to to get killed. If no, you you're pull asking something to get like killed, that. but I, yeah, I don't. That's crazy. I mean, that's that's a legitimate. Looks like a gun. <laughs> you could have fooled me, it's, right? No, I would. I would never. You could tell me right there that's a forty-five. I say, oh, okay, that looks cool. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, and yeah, the rifles too. I mean, come on, it's like sniper rifles and crap. Yeah, to me, I, I liked BB guns, but those, you know, when I when I couldn't get one, I was like, man, maybe something like that would would help. But you know, in hindsight, it probably wasn't the smartest idea. I, I never had one. though I don't know how legal that is either, though. Carrying it like in your car, carrying it like in a concealed weapon kind of a style. Yeah, I don't know. If that that's probably illegal as that's well. That's funny. It's like you can have a real gun as long as you abide by the three step rule, but you can't have a fucking BB gun. BB gun <laughs> in your rear holster. I think uh, I don't know. I, I mean, never, I never read that on the. Can, you know what? I'm gonna Google if that can kill somebody. You, do you think it's, it can? You hit them in the right place. Hit them in the eyeball, or hit them in the jugular, or something. I mean, somewhere where they can bleed to death. Yes, For indeed. Sure. A pellet gun, particularly the. Uh, Apparently today's pellet guns come in uh, uh, 177. Apparently there's a 22 pellet gun, but I've never even seen that. I don't know. That's weird. That's apparently, I, I think I think they're um they're meant to kill you know s- smaller animals. Well, rab- I think that's what it's for. I think it's for yeah. If you got some land, you got little rodents running around or something like that. You got barns. You can shoot rats with it or something. I I I don't think that's made to like carry around. I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Have you ever went hunting? Do you, do you, I don't you like ever, hunting. Why not? You don't like killing animals? I love you meat, like man, kill? but I don't like killing it, man. I love animals so much. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, what do you call that? Uh, you know, I, I, I love, I love meat. I love steak. I love chicken. I love, I mean, but yeah, I just, I can't go out and shoot an animal, man. How do you feel about the people that say that you can't truly say you love animals if you eat meat? I don't know what to say because I am, I'm, I'm contradicting myself in a way. I mean, I. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say about that. That's, that's something I can't answer that question. So you think you, you agree with them? You don't think it's possible to love animals and also be a, a carnivore? I love animals, a... but I'm a carnivore. I mean, I do. I, I know it's possible because that's how I am. I do love animals, but I love eating. I'm a carnivore. 
So it's just for me, it's hard for me to kill. You know, it is. It really is. I don't know. I can't do it. Yeah, I've never been hunting. Um, I can't see myself wanting to hunt. I can't shoot hunt. a deer, man. Come on, man. My I whole can't thing do it. would look. <sighs> My friends do it all the time. My friends go on hog hunting, deer hunting, yeah. and shit. And they want to go. I'm like, I can't do it, man. <laughs> yeah, to me, you know, I would like, like you said, I can't really kill an animal or either. Like, it's it's not really my thing. But the whole thing. That would fuck me up is having to skin it and having to drag well, it. dressing and, it and all that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I can't, you know, draining the blood and whatnot. No, I'm not into that either. So, yeah, that's that's another reason um, for sure. So let's get back into these stories. You said you, you had a, a shotgun blast in your Mustang one time. Okay, that was Perrine Park. Ryan Park? Perrine Park. Oh, Perrine Park. Yeah, I never heard of that. Perrine Park, yeah. Is that still around here? It's still there. The park's there. It's, it's, it's a baseball, like, you know you know, young youth baseball park, you know, and it's been there forever. And we used to go there and hang out. We'd all, we had all these spots. We had Coleridge Park. We'd all hang out and drink and party and smoke. We had Black Point. We had the runway and we had Piran Park. So one day, <clears throat> this was in high school. So I guess how old would I have been in like 11th grade? What, how old would I have been? Uh, 16, 17, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still have my Mustang, my, my gray Mustang, of course. So uh, there was going to be this big fight. And see, we're people call us Ridge Rats, but we weren't a gang. Okay. Ridge Rats, Color Ridge. Ridge Rats, all we did was hang out and party, BMX, race bikes. We're big BMX racers. And we'd hang out and we'd you know, party, smoke weed. And we, never, we weren't a gang. But then there was all these gangs building up around us. There was the Latino, you know, there's La Familia, and there was International Posse, and all, this, all these you know, gangs around us. And so they thought we were a gang. So this, sometimes they'd come kind of invade our territory. And, you know, we were some badass motherfuckers, though, but we were not looking for any trouble. We were just having fun. Right. But when somebody came in to our territory and tried to fuck with us, we had some of the baddest motherfuckers in town, bro. I mean, I, Ed Ramirez was fucking... This guy, his dad was a triple black belt. His brother... I mean, these guys... This guy... We just... We had a really good... Uh, Arsenal of, of guys, <laughs> yeah, 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 and, and a lot of them really, really crazy. So, but we we never did any harm, you know, except just partying. But these sometimes this would happen. So one day, one of our friends, his name was Kevin, he got in an argument with this guy in high, in, in uh, Southridge High School, Southridge Senior High School, and uh, so they said, oh, there's gonna be a big fight. So we used to, that was what we did when we were younger. Everybody would come to watch two <laughs> people fight. That was right. the thing. It was yeah. like you know, I'd meet you after school, you know, this yeah, kind of yeah, crap. Yeah. So he said, all right, well, these two are, you know, my buddy Kevin's going to fight just some asshole I didn't know who it was, and they're going to meet at Perrine Park, and they're going to fight. So, of course, we all, there's fucking, you know, 50 people fucking pull up to watch this one fight. So we're all sitting there waiting and waiting for this guy to show up with whatever his friends. But, again, we're not here to fight all his friends. It's one-on-one. Yeah. Suppose that's the rule. Right, right, everyone, respect. So respect. So we're all sitting there waiting. We're all drinking, fucking hanging out. So all of a sudden, like, 50 cars pull up, and, and there's only one way in and out of Perrine Park. So the only other way is run through the back of the park, but you got to leave your car. Yeah. You can't drive out. So all of a sudden, I mean, all these cars start pulling up in the in the front entrance of the Perrine Park, and they pull out, and then they just start shooting. And guns, bullets are flying. It's like Vietnam. I mean, flying through by your head, Whoa. fucking just, and and it's hitting the cars and fucking windows are shat, you know, shattering. And I'm like, I looked at my buddy Pee Wee, God bless him, rest in peace. I looked at him. I said, 
dude, I'm not leaving my car here because I know what's going to happen. Because everybody ran out the back of the park and left their cars. I'm like, dude, that's the only thing I got. That's my life. I said, I'm not leaving my car. And Pee Wee looked at me and he said, dude, let's go. So we jumped in the car and my buddy Scotty Hall was parked right in front of me. And we're facing right towards the exit, entrance exit, if you yeah, want to say. Yeah, the only way and in And they got it all blocked off, right? <clears throat> so Holy shit. So And it, bullets are flying everywhere. And, and I, I get in my car i get my mustang i started up lights are off keep the lights off started up and let zeppelin black dogs playing on the radio holy i'll never shit. forget it ever in my life i turned up and it's cranking i looked at people i said what do you want to do and, and my buddy scotty he shot off first so he's going right through this big crowd of fucking gunfire and everything and i see him boom boom he swerves and bah bah <clears throat> i'm like holy shit i mean i thought he shot him i thought he was dead because he swerved over he almost went off he went off the road and and, but all of a sudden, I saw him catch back, and he kept going. Oh, so I said, fuck. fuck. So they all turned around. They didn't even know that I was sitting there. Yeah. They turned around and kept shooting at him. So I threw my car, my Mustang first. Why? Got it the second with the lights off and Black Dog playing, by the way. And then my other buddy, Bo, he's coming. We had another trail. We had a trail in front, too. <laughs> Yo, one of he's the dip com- spots? Yeah, one of the dip spots. He's coming out of it. He's coming out of it. Coming the opposite way. I mean, he should have been going, you know, the, the dip spot that way. He was yeah. coming into the gunfire. He didn't know because he was just coming through that way to see the fight. He had no idea there was a big oh, gunfight going on. So as I'm going and these guys are shooting at Scotty, he's coming to the left of me and and they start turning at him too. They have no idea I'm there. Not a fucking clue in the world. So I'm fucking, I'm in second gear and I'm about to hit third. And I look at Pee Wee and he says, do it, do it. And I went, Whoo! And I got about fucking 10 feet away from those motherfuckers. And then I flipped my lights on. They all turn around. And they all scatter like split in the Red Sea. And one of them didn't make it. And I clipped them on the side of my car. But one shotgun hit my, hit my right uh, fender, right fender, front fender. Holy Blew a big shit. hole in my right front fender. But I, I clipped a guy, too, on the way out. So I hauled ass, and we all went to Black Point, the other place we hung out after all that. And I looked at my buddy Scotty's car. His whole front windshield and his roof was caved in with a shotgun blast. I mean, the, the windshield was shattered. And there was Holy a big, giant dent on his, on his roof. And I'm like, dude, I thought you were dead, bro. And he's, like, laughing. Like, <laughs> what the I mean, fuck? I was like, dude, what? No way. So anyways, I looked at my car and I had a big old shotgun blast on the side. And, and I didn't really fuck up the guy I hit. I just clipped him on his... He was running, and I just got him on his right leg as he was trying to leap away. And he went, doo, 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 you know, roll out the side of <laughs> fuck that guy, so, man. Fuck that guy. I don't care. He's trying to kill me. Yeah. So, so anyways, so that all happened, and we partied at Black Point that night. Jesus Christ, was alive. you partied but after that. But the people that? that left their cars, they went and they they took bats and beat it. They beat all their fucking cars. So I got lucky. I only got you one knew. shotgun. You I knew. knew. I said, I know what they're gonna do. You're all leaving your fucking nice cars, your low riders, your Toyota Supras, and your fucking rims, and all. I said they're gonna come in because there's no way we weren't gonna win this battle. Right. We weren't. We yeah, didn't, none of us power. had guns. Right. They're shooting guns at us. We we're none of us. We we're just hanging out. We had beers in our hand. We didn't have right. fucking guns. So I'm like, dude, I'm not leaving my car. So I got lucky because everybody else that left their car, they fucking trashed them. Fuck, Complete, man. Completely trashed them. So, anyways, so the next. So wait, what was the reason that the fight was gonna happen in the first place? Because my buddy Kevin got an altercation with this other guy, a lot. Latino guy, I don't, I don't know his name. I didn't know who this guy was, but he was part of this international posse gang. They got an altercation and at the school. And what year was this? You said your junior year. It was eleventh so grade. Year it was eleventh grade. I graduated in eighty nine, so this is eighty eight. Eighty eight. Okay, so this is still kind of peak of like 
the, the drug epidemic here in South Florida, the cocaine cowboys Dude. era, like it was Dude. crazy. Like that, I had friends. What was it? The Dadeland massacre or some shit like that? that the was, Westland yeah, that was massacre. That, that's that lady, that mafia lady, kingpin lady. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 she, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was. Were you? Of... How? I mean, being in Miami around that time, like when that happened, you heard about it. Like, what did you think? I didn't hear much about it because back then I didn't watch much TV. I was either playing music or riding my bike or getting in a lot of trouble. And yeah. So I I never really I didn't know until a little later in life that I knew that all this happened in my era. You know I really but we also we lived where I lived in Saga Bay. We had a, a a little dirt road that went out to the to the ocean to Biscayne Bay, and we used to call it a uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, bale trail because what happens we'd ride our bikes out there and we'd find old salty bales but the weed would be so salty so it, it, but we'd find them all the time riding wow. our bikes out as kids I mean, I'm talking like 8, 10 years old and you're talking about pounds uh, no bales yeah ba- pounds and pounds I mean and, and wrapped up but, probably like but hundreds of pounds it, hundreds of pounds And but I mean we tried to drag some home but uh, I mean, it, it, it was so salty that it, you even smoking it, you're not gonna get high. I mean, it soaked in the salt water oh, for so that long. That sucks. But yeah, they used to what they did. They used to drive, fly right by, and drop bales right behind my backyard. Wow. And that I know, but I just again, I never watched the news about it, but I knew about it because I saw it all the time. And that's uh, crazy. We found we used to find bales all the time riding our bikes through the trail. I was just watching a. Uh... Uh, when I was in New York in December, I was watching um, Cocaine Cowboys, uh, the documentary about Mickey Monday. I've seen it, yeah. You yeah know, I've seen it, yeah. You kind of remind me a lot of him with the with the trails and stuff, and he was hot rodding planes and yeah, but he was doing he shit. was I mapping trails, <laughs> he was mapping flight flight routes oh, yeah, and no, stuff like that. You know what hell. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was one of them was <clears> in between from Bimini in the Bahamas and. I mean, Color Ridge, Sacagawea, Color Ridge area was a big dropout because we have Elliott Key, so we have an island right, you know, just outside of, of Black Point and of you know Color Ridge, so that was the best because they could drop them off right there on Elliott Key. Mm-hmm. Boat can go right out there, pick them up, and bring them right in to Black Point. So wow. they, I mean, it was so easy at that time that you know, there was no cops at that, not that many cops at that time. There was no you know patrol units. Patrolling that area, they, I mean, now I forget about it, but yeah. back in the day, yeah, they would just drop them off in the ocean and people would go. <laughs> and I did work a couple times for a few people, and and I would what I did was my job was I would replace like props and stuff. Like if they got stuck in the Bahamas, they'd fly me to the Bahamas and they spun a prop and they're stuck in the mangrove, so I'd, they'd fly me to Freeport Bahamas and I had to bring them a new prop. I was sixteen years old, a you prop? know, a prop, prop for a motor for an outboard motor. What is that? What is a prop? A prop that makes the spins the. the I'm, you know what? I'm not a, too much of a gearhead, so. <laughs> no, a boat. A boat. Okay, gotcha. Uh huh. And it has an engine. The prop is. An oh, the engine. propeller. The propeller. I call it oh, prop. prop ah, propeller. okay, okay, okay. So okay. I would, I would have to go. Sometimes they'd spin a propeller. I call them props. Uh, you know, in the Bahamas somewhere. So they'd fly me, or sometimes they even had to take a boat over to bring these parts. And and I was 16 doing that, and I would, wow. they'd pay me. You know, a couple thousand dollars to do that. Back in the 16. day, dude, what would you do with that much money at 16? Spend <laughs> it all in one say, night. Spend it all in one damn. night. Did you buy clothes or did you buy... I you bought clothes, you some, I, yeah, because we were talking about earlier before we started. I had clothes and shoes at the time. And then, no, I did, you know, and then just a lot of partying. A lot of partying. Yeah. A lot of, you know, 
Yep. Just, just stuff you can't mention here, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, and and what I mean, and I would buy a new bike, you know, BMX because I was still racing. I've been, I still ride BMX. I, I've been racing my, I don't race anymore, but I mean, I've been racing a long, long time in my in my younger life, and then yeah. I retired a little bit now because you know, getting a little old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the, I still the, ride though. Them joints get sore. You do? Yeah. You yeah. still do I tricks still ride at twenty four inch. Not as much, and I skateboard too. I skateboard half pipe. I was semi pro skating half pipes, <clears throat> but you know, it's just no. Nah, now I just if I ride, I just ride. I don't. I don't. I mean, yeah, I can still wheelie and I can bunny hop and I can you know do a three sixty or something off a ramp. But I, I don't really do tricks much anymore. I just ride. Yeah, I feel you on that. I skated a lot when I was younger, but it was just to ride. I, I always tried to pop an ollie and stuff, but it was never my that thing. Was the I was never thing, good. Ollies. That's why I did vert because vert. I wasn't a good street skater. I sucked. Mm, okay. But vert is different. You know, you drop in and then you just you go with it. And it's like because I was a surfer too. So for me, it was a better uh, street skating. I sucked at. Couldn't do it. Really? Sucked, oh, no, hell no. I mean, not not like these other people were doing. So I would I would drop in on vert. You know, and that was the best. Half pipes were the best for me. That's and why I did I love it on BMX too. Half pipes. Oh, fucking hell, really? Yeah. But That's just so scary to me, bro. Just, yeah. I can't even. I, I remember I tried one ramp on a bike like one little you know you hop the ramp whatever and uh like i just my balls ate the fucking the body of the bike i forgot the crossbar or whatever it is that happens bro ate it and i was like all right cool it's not for me i'm just i'm sticking to riding to my friend's house and riding back home well we used to make lake because in saga bay too where i live we had a big lake so we made lake jumps Lake jumps? Lake jumps. Man, you're crazy, So bro. you haul ass on your bike and you just jump in the lake? <laughs> we would build a bike just for that because we wouldn't fuck up our good bikes. You, oh, you, you would jump into the lake? No, yeah, you jump a ramp into the lake. Oh, so you I could thought do, you, you meant... So that's how we practice tricks. Like, people do, now they do, they they jump in the foam pits and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, well, all we had was a lake. We didn't have money to build a foam pit or anything. Yeah. And didn't even, that concept wasn't even around back then. So, no, we, we'd build a, a, a ramp right on the edge of the lake, and we'd have a path, and we'd haul ass, and we'd jump, and I'd start learning how to tabletop, start learning how to do 360s, because you're landing in the water. And we would have a bike just for that, because we weren't going to fuck up our nice bikes. You yeah, know? Yeah, my yeah. GT or my Hutch that I had at the time, hell no, dude, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so we would all put together, we'd all get together and put parts together and build a bike just for lake jumping. But, you know, you got we didn't use the rope. Some later on, millennials, they put a rope on it. No, you, when you jump, you got to keep one hand. You got to hold onto that bike. So when you hit the lake, you got to swim back carrying that bike. Otherwise, you're gonna dive like thirty feet down to get it. You know? Fuck! So, you mean they put a rope on it to drag people, the bike people out? People done after? that now. So yeah, but I, I I don't understand how they do it because we start from like a quarter mile from the ramp. Yeah. But I know people. I've seen it on videos and stuff. You know, they have like a rope tied to the bike. I'm like. That's the stupidest thing in the world. So anytime you jump, no matter what you do, you try to do a flip, front flip, back flip, or whatever, got to hold on to that bike. Because if you don't, you got to get it because there's another motherfucker waiting to fucking jump. <laughs> if you don't bring that bike up, they're going to kick your fucking ass because that was the other thing. Fighting in school was one of the things we did. We fought. We would catch each other in the, in the stairways. We kind of just, you know, we just... Fight we with just, your friends? Well, yeah, it was a, we're friends, and what we do in, in school, not not outside school, but in school, we had like this thing where, and, and this is in, in junior high, where you know a couple of our friends they they get their little group together, and a couple of my friends we get our little group together. So if you're like walking through the stairway, and two of those other groups are coming by, even though they're your friends, you get your ass kicked, but not not where you know bloody bath kill you, you know killing. I mean, but 
yeah, you get some punches, you know, some gut punches and fucking knocked on the ground and stuff like that. So, so it'd be like you get jumped, but we were all friends. It was That's just fucking we weird, man. Was, you guys were weird in the <laughs> '80s, man. You just well, we would... stayed tough, man. We had to. You had to because, I mean, we were there was bigger people and older than us that I mean, dude, they would fight all the time, and and all, I grew up. Everybody fought. There was fights all the time. And that's how I learned how to fight, and that's how I learned how to survive fighting. I'm not the best fighter in the world, but I can take an ass whooping. Right. And I learned it from getting my ass whooped on. <laughs> Plus, my older brother kicked my ass all the time. I finally, well, it's a while back now, but I finally, one time I kicked my brother's ass, my older brother, and uh, he still wants a rematch to this day. <laughs> nope, you walk away as a fucking champion. You know, he's still bigger than me. <laughs> he was drunk at the time, so that's I think that's why I won. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, getting back to the story, man. So yeah, you, yeah. you pull up to, what is it, Black Lake? Right, that's Black what it point. Was. Black, Black point. point. I was yeah. close. That's and right. uh, you got the shotgun blast in your front fender, and your boy yes. Scotty's there. So what's going through your mind at that point? You just got fucking shot at by a crowd of people. I was super stoked that we were all alive. For sure. You've had that feeling very often, it seems, man. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, woof. It's definitely, that's you the feeling. You got nine that, lives, dude. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know about that, but it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it's just the excitement. It was, you know, at that age, too, and everything, it's like, it felt I felt proud that you, you know, got away. Not just got away that I at least got clipped one of those motherfuckers that was trying to kill me, and I got my car out, and these other fuckers got their shit all beat up. <laughs> I said, I mean, it was it was a proud feeling, and I, but I was also proud that not one of my friends got hurt. And and when I say friends, I mean there's more. There's fifty people. I mean, my close friends didn't get hurt, but nobody got hurt out of the fifty people. Wow, really? It had to be at least fifty people or something like that. How but, far you know, away were they shooting from? Oh, shit, I would say uh, I'd say a quarter mile. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, a quarter mile started, and then it got closer and closer. And yeah, then, yeah. You know, you're talking then a few hundred yards, and then, but just the bullets were just flying. They were just shooting, and you could just hear them. Choo, choo. Like I said, it was like a Vietnam fucking. I was like, the fuck, and you could hear them flying by your head. You're like, you and but you don't get scared. You kind of you react. Your adrenaline builds up, and you react, and you you do what you have to do. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I just did what I did. I just didn't want to lose my car because that's the only thing I fucking had. And my buddy was right with me, was always been with me. He's the one that always ran with the cops with me. He was my boy, man. And I was like, dude, we're doing it. And he said, fucking let's do it. And then, like I said, we got in the car. I turned it on and Black Dog and Led Zeppelin was playing. Oh, man. And we just woof, ran so right through funny. that fucking mob of fucking shooting and st- mm-hmm. rocks and fucking they were throwing everything. And that was crazy. Man. And my buddy Bo that came out the side, he got shot three times. He didn't get shot, but his car got shot. Actually, shot his front his front seat that he was driving hit the fucking the lock, and his seat came loose. Oh gun, shit! The bullets hit his fucking car like that. He was swerving sideways. Like I saw him come. Like what the fuck is he doing? Anyways, his seat was... I'm looking like what the hell? And these guys are fucking. I'm just coming behind them, and I'm watching him. He's squirreling. And they're shooting at him. And they're shooting at Scotty. And nobody sees me. Not one person. So then that Monday, we get to school, <laughs> and on the announcement, first in homeroom, the announcement says there was some fight and gun shootout at Perrine Park, and and one guy's crippled, and uh, it was a it was a blue Mustang. Oh shit! I had a gray Mustang. <laughs> oh man! I was sitting there listening to. Hey, but the guy tried to kill me, so it was self defense. So it was the guy. So you crippled the guy you hit. 
I don't know what Most happened like, to him. Well, no one really knows. They said he was but... in the hospital. I don't know what happened to him after that. They just but he was that. a high school kid shooting at you? What I don't the know fuck? what he was. Yeah, they're all, yeah, they're all, they're from Homestead. International Posse was from Homestead. It had to be mixed in with some gang shit. Like... It was all, they were gangs. We weren't. We were Ridge Rats. We were BMXers. We were smoking weed. But like, well, chill. I guess cartel shit or something, man, because that many people. No, they weren't like... cartel. They're just young kids having a gang. How the fuck did they Nothing get to do all these? How, how, how did they get all those guns? And was it easier to get guns back then? Well, I'm sure maybe their parents were cartel, and <laughs> they had you know they had some Something. access to it. But yeah, I no, I that was my first time ever getting shot at. That's crazy. That was my first time. And uh, was the time with your uh, friend after you got shot in the leg? Was that the last time? Mm, how many times no. have you been shot at? <sighs> okay. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you another story. Okay, give me another. This one. is another, this is me and my buddy Joe. He had a Mazda RX-7, and I nice. was driving, and it was like three in the morning. We we're going on US one, going back home from South Beach or whatever. So we had to be this to be a little older, I guess. We're again, this is all around my twenty, my early twenties. I mean, an RX-7 that had to be like nineties. It was an old, this, you know, the old model, the thirteen B, the thirteen B RX-7. You know, what I mean the yes, the older style model, but the, yes. they were at that time they were bad. You know? Hell it was, yeah, it was an eighty five. I think it was a nineteen eighty five. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah, the older bodies. So, uh, we're I'm driving. We're hauling ass back from South Beach. And uh, this other guy comes up next to him and he starts racing us on US 1. And we're like, fucking, we're like by South Miami and we're fucking hauling ass. And I keep, we're laughing at him and I'm fucking, woo, he's got 13B. This, this mod's a fucking hauled ass. And, uh, and the guy kept trying to pass us and we're like, fuck you, fuck you, this and that. And we had our windows down, right? Yeah. He had his windows up. We're hauling ass again. And all of a sudden you hear, boom, like, what the fucking glass shot flies into our car. I'm like, what the fuck? I slow down. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And we were so fucked up. Anyways, we really didn't realize. I just like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, damn, did, did you? I thought my buddy's, you know, his passenger side window blew out. I thought, but I had him down. The guy shot through, through his, his window. window, and the bullet went right across our face. Damn it! I keep doing it. Oh man! It was so fast. It was like. But with the the loud the uh, so and we still didn't really we're so fucked that we didn't really come here until we got home, and I that pulled was just his that house one bullet. One, uh, he shot one shot. He and was it, probably it, pissed. He broke his windows. That dumbass. He's a dumbass, man. Just he was losing the race, man. Don't fucking take it, fucking offense. He shot. So the bullet had to fly right past our face. It had to. There's no other explanation because when we got to his house, we got out of the car and we're like. And there was nothing but shattered glass in, 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 on his on his lap and on the passenger side. So the guy shot through his window. What a fucking right idiot. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, dude, I said, Joe, you know, we, we're lucky to be alive again. We just got shot at. <laughs> <laughs> fucking through his own window. Shot it through his own window. He was so mad. Why not just lower the window? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to shoot somebody, <laughs> you might as well lower the fucking window. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "This guy's um, that's that." But I mean, again, we didn't comprehend it till even that night. Really, didn't get it. The next morning, we woke up. We're like, "Wow, dude, this really fucking happened." That's when it <laughs> hits you. Is the next day yeah, when you have time we to were, reflect on it. Yeah, we reflect on it. And we and we looked at his car and all this glass, and we rolled up his window. <laughs> I said, like, "The windows, <laughs> your are good. windows are good, bro." <laughs> so it obviously, it had to be this guy's windows for wow. sure. Wow, 
So. What kind of idiot does that? That makes no sense to me. But, but hey, yeah. man, people are going to do dumb shit. Um, are there any more, like, really, uh, like, stories that you, you wanted to for sure talk about before we wrap up? Because we've already no. got over an hour and 15. No, no, no. Let's, let's wrap up because it can always be another episode. I mean, yeah, yeah. I got, I got plenty. I'd like to just shout out to, you know, just... Yeah, plug uh, whoever you want to plug. Well, talk I don't about your people. Plug. I'm just saying, I'm just happy to be here with you and and Yenoya and 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 Bormanit and Kryptonite coming up. I'm super excited, and I think it's you know for me, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I man, think it's, it's a, I think it's a great. Even if you have a bad show or a good show, Kryptonite, at least we all get together and we all get to. It's like a reunion. Yeah. So I dig it. That's all. That's that's my plug. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and definitely. We got man. other shows, but I I don't remember the dates, and it doesn't matter right now. But we do have other shows. We're gonna play. We're, I think we are playing. Uh, I don't know if I should say it because Lou told me not. Yet, Maybe keep it under wraps. Maybe keep it yeah, under wraps. We can talk it, about yeah. it off the air. We'll talk yeah, about yeah, it, yeah, off, the it off the air because I don't want to say it because uh, Lou might get mad at me. Yeah, so. yeah. So we, we can talk about that <laughs> off the air. <laughs> we don't right, want brother. Lou getting mad. I want Lou to come back on the show. But uh, well, thank you so much, JC. I really appreciate you having me again. No, no problem, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you, man, and it's always nice seeing you at gigs, catching up, and having beers by your truck. Absolutely. Always, always, you always got the cooler. Mike's always got the cooler. Always offering beers, man. Gotta love it. But uh, some quick plugs, real quick. Um, you know, we're gonna be at Kryptonite. That's the main gig. That's the only gig we have booked right now. Kryptonite Metal Festival, February fifteenth. The lineup is incredible. It's gonna be us, Born Beneath, Macronium, Ears One. Uh, I mean, just way too many fucking awesome bands to to name. There's gonna be bands from Atlanta, from Orlando from uh i think fort myers just different places and so it's gonna be sick uh event it's the 13th annual they've been doing this shit 13 years straight big shout out to oski and yader for yeah, put, yeah for putting it together man um i got to sit down and talk to oski for a little bit you guys will hear that episode next week most likely before uh kryptonite and um make sure you check out Unoya. make sure you follow us listen to our ep and listen to Born Beneath's album, Tremors. It's out everywhere. It's a great fucking album. And uh, Mike did some great bass work on it. Other than that, yo, Mike, I want to thank you for coming again, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you very it. much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Sick. Boom. Bye, guys. Yeah. It's over. <laughs>
This is it! This is the end!